137 PM's Live from the Bar Cart. A look into the style, culture, strength, and grind of the modern day man. Getter, welcome to the 137 PM Live from the Bar Cart podcast. Hell yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm your host, Brian Anthony Hernandez, and you are a music producer, a rapper, and as of last year, a full-fledged entrepreneur Yeah, after opening up the Shred Collective, which is your own record label and clothing shop. Yes. How are you today? I'm good. It's been a busy day, but you know, this is the last thing we got to do, so it's the last hurrah, and I'm excited about it. And And I'm I'm not even tired yet. I see something happening to your arm. What's going on? Yeah, some stuff happened. Long story short, uh... Let's just say I was doing something in the shower with, uh, I was having a business meeting <laughs> with my girlfriend and uh, felt, oh, no. and it felt really good <laughs> on my hand. Have you got it checked out? Yeah, it, it was broken. It, it is broken. Yeah. So. Boxer's fracture. But it's cool because everybody thinks I'm a fighter now and that I punched something <laughs> or someone. So. All right, let's start with music. Your new album is called Visceral mm-hmm. and it opens with a ch- track called Purgatory yeah. and it's a deep dive into mental purgatory. Yeah. Um, with mental health being such an important topic in the music industry right now, why was it important to start with that track? Um, honestly, I made that track um, to be an intro for the album. Like, No matter what other song there was, it was just supposed to be an intro. So I kind of thought like if people think of mental illness or like depression or anxiety like what's the first thing they think of and it's always the first thought at least for me is always like okay well i don't want to talk to anybody about it because of the pity and i don't want people to feel bad for me because that'll make it worse and then you're like okay but i can't go to blah 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 about it because they either won't under you think they won't understand or they'll judge you or something so i feel like you get kind of caught in like a loop kind of like a purgatory. I like to call it, I've been calling it all day, your like personal hell where like you're stuck and you're like, like, what do I do? Fuck, should I like take all these meds or should I go see a therapist or like should I talk to my friends or my parents? And then it's just like you end up just not doing anything and trying to like deal with it yourself and it never works. And like, so that was just kind of my intro to mental illness and also intro to uh, the album because I feel like it kind of, it fits it's danceable but it's it's more like if you really listen to it you're just like holy shit there's a lot of shit going on in here and it was kind of like symbolism for like there's so much shit going on in people's heads Mm -hmm. who have to deal with shit so it's like yeah it's like and you don't only address it in that song um further on on the album um with the title track visceral and and in colorblind you kind of expand on you know especially in colorblind where um it's more keeping silent how hard it is to talk about it with friends or family yeah. things like that can you talk about how those two songs came together because i know one of them at least only took you 24 hours to do yeah well uh the i think you're thinking of release oh release because there's okay. no the album's called visceral but there's not an actual title track it's kind of like a whole just album got it but um no the track colorblind was it started out as like i had a flight to budapest and it was right after I kind of had like a episode of just feeling like shit and like dumping out all of my feelings t- and like lashing out to people and friends that I cared about. And it felt like a dick, but I'm not about to go back and apologize because if you know anxiety, you know that second guessing yourself is a, is a part of it. And so like it was kind of just like on this flight, it was like nine and a half hours or something with my laptop. And I wrote a song that was just like the intro and the drop and then... uh I was just that was just a play out song and then eventually I got 
to a breaking point where it was like, I shouldn't, like, I don't want to do music anymore and I don't want to live and I don't want to have any friends and I don't deserve friends. And so I ended up talking to my mom and she, her best advice was, um, she's like, you should get, you should write it down. She's like, whenever I feel like that, I write it down and, uh, just kind of keep it. And so when shit does get better, you look back and be like, wow, okay. Uh, shit is a lot better than it was. And so I tried that. It didn't really work. So I, I just went to music and like, wrote my first set of like lyrics instead of like the rap stuff or like you know just party anthems it was more of like a I'm writing this and it just so happens to rhyme and it wasn't like a fuck I need to find a word to rhyme with this it was just literally like what can I say to everybody to get the point across and to let them know that like the reason all of because I used to be a dick on the internet and like cuss out everyone and cause problems and I was just a piece of shit and like I want, I just kind of wanted to show that it was like, Hey, I am a person and like this shit that I'm going through is my own shit. So like my bad, but I'll prove that I'm not a total douche. So that's where colorblind came from. That was great. Our audience is big into uh, mental health conversations. So thank yeah. you for opening up. Hell that, yeah. Like dude. And if you're listening and you're in my position where you got a following, or you got people that look up to you, fucking let them know you're human dog. Don't fucking stop getting stuck in the light and thinking you're God. And you just know that like, if you're, if you're not where you want to be and what you want to do, nobody who you look up to is a fucking God. They've just worked harder and can press buttons a little bit better than you or spend a little bit more time than you do. So just fucking keep killing it and stop comparing yourself to people above you. Cause they might be above you in money and fame and wealth, but like you, you're probably way happier than they are. So just remember that. Cheers to that. I love how you mentioned your mom and seeking advice from her. Moms usually have the best advice. Yeah. And even their voices are just like virtual hugs, even if you're just talking to them on the phone. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I think it's my mom especially. Just I'm comfortable talking to her because she never does a pity party where she's like, well, you're so talented and you're so cool and your friends love you. She's just like, look, dude, this is what your life is like. This is what I went through. And you're going to, like, this ain't shit compared to what you are going to deal with. But, like, in a nice mom way of saying it. So it's, like, she's just real and she doesn't, she's not going to try to make me feel better with, like, being super nice. Even though she is super nice. But, like, she's just no bullshit mom. So many people are going to relate to these songs. So it's really cool that you're letting it out to the world. Because uh, people need these songs right now in this in this world. Oh, yeah, man. Um, what other themes and sounds can people expect from from this album um well i'll tell you right now it's not going to be one big crying depressing roller coaster like you're not going to hear it and then be like maybe i'm depressed or like maybe this like there's a song for everyone in there you know like if you're going through some shit there's some shit in there if you just got out of a relationship or you're stuck in a relationship and don't know what to do there's shit in there uh if you just want walking around music there's shit in there there's the only thing i think isn't really in there is kind of like my old style of music which is like pretty heavy in your face you know, F sharp dubstep trap and all that. As much as I love that stuff, it's kind of like I'm, I want to do something different with this. And I did do something different, but like I feel like there's there's a little chunk for everyone in there. But um, yeah, because you, you you take some of the uplifting route as well. On, yeah, like hold on tight and solo. Yeah, hold on tight solo and like on my way out. It's basically like if you look at it from start to finish, it starts out very dark and sad, and then there's an interlude which is a rendition of Colorblind. <clears throat> and then it starts to kind of get lighter and it's kind of like 
my way of showing like it gets real bad and then it gets to the colorblind point and then after colorblind it kind of starts to get better and then to the end where like the last track on my way out is like a double meaning and it could be like on my way out of life meaning like accepting the fact that uh this is the route i'm taking i'm just gonna bounce out of this world try again later or it's like on my way out like i figured it out and i'm on my way to better things and so it's like you can take each song how you want to take it but yeah i feel like hold on tight and on my way out or like open to interpretation yeah there we go yeah there's multiple meanings we won't prod you there for like (laughs) like at genius where they want you go line by line (laughs) yeah yeah it's kind of like there's just so many different meanings people can take it as they want but it's it's really just like finding like i found myself with it so i want other people to like yeah you know be open cool all right we have to talk about dead mouse now who Mm -hmm. i've interviewed in the past as well um this this album's coming out on his label Mm -hmm. dead trap Mousetrap. Mousetrap. Yeah, Mousetrap. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. um, talk about how that came about. What's your relationship with him? You know, it's crazy because <laughs> we, like, I finished this album and we were trying, we meaning me, Christina, my manager, like our whole team, we were like figuring out, like, where should this go? Because I do have Shred Collective, which is like me and my friends release music on there, but that's kind of more of like a, you know, you have some stuff laying around you want to put it out make some quick money there you go because like we don't really we try not to take anything that isn't necessary away from whatever we release from but we were kind of stuck because we didn't want it to flop and i really wanted this to be like the new chapter in my career so we were looking we had meetings with every label talking to everyone about this thing and like you know i understand it nobody really wanted to give us the time of day because my whole history is just you know like dubstep trap and everything and i get it and you know i gotta pay my dues but then it was literally to the point where we're like okay you know we're just gonna do it ourselves and hope for the best and then my manager introduced me to pc gaming him and borgor uh who's who was a part of the management company too they they were like showing me all these games i'm like fuck this is sick got a pc started playing games and then eventually down the road uh i started playing with dead mouse joel and we literally did a few games and then we started getting along. We both love to talk shit about a bunch of shit, which I feel like we can share hatred for a lot of really dumb shit and what we do, which everybody should. And like, you know, I'm sure there's stuff here that, uh, that a lot of people hate and they'll talk to each other about it. And that's how you get through it. And we, we got to vent to each other about some bullshit and then we got to play a bunch of games together. And then randomly he's like, Hey, I think we were like in the lobby of a game that we were about to play. And, uh, He's just like, hey, I think uh, I think we're going to give you a record deal. And I was like, no shit, because I love Mousetrap and like I, all the people that are involved in it. It's more of a it's more of like an artist's growth company than a label, I think, because they like to build people up similar to Ausla. And uh, do you remember what you were playing? Yeah, we're playing PUBG. That's okay. pretty much the only game we all play together. Like the, and we share that. And like I feel like he was refreshed, too, because. I mean, I don't know him personally. I mean, I do now, but I'd never met him before. But you're so used to, because everybody knows the Fortnite versus PUBG bullshit. And it's like, yeah, whatever. They're games. But everybody plays Fortnite, which is fine, you know, two different demographics. But the fact that I was playing that instead of Fortnite, I feel like kind of appealed to him a little bit. I could be completely wrong, but, you know, I'm all right at the game. I'm pretty good. But, uh, yeah, we were killing shit. And then he's like, yeah, I think we're going to give you a record deal. And I was like, oh, my God, cool. And then I called my manager and we worked it out. And then it turned into like, hey, 
you should come over to my house. And I'm like, okay. And then it's like, hey, let's play in these gaming tournaments together. And we lost brutally, but it was still just fun because I never thought I would do that shit. So it literally fell into our lap. It was right, right place, right time. But that's such a cool story. You'll have to come to our uh, Manhattan office sometime. We have a gaming yeah. studio oh, in our office. It's that's just dangerous. like cool live streaming. Dude, that's tight. Uh, yeah. All right. There are several collaborations on Visceral. Yeah. Um, How has collaborating with other artists kind of taught you the team mentality, and how has that seeped into like your entrepreneurial <laughs> efforts at Shred? Yeah, I feel like. With my shit, I like to be by myself and work on everything and do everything I want to do. I think there's one song on that album besides, I think the one with Neomza, Hold On Tight, and then the one with Joji, On My Way Out, are the two where I was there when they recorded it and like we were kind of vibing. I remember me and Neomza wrote that whole song start to finish together. And, uh, but for the most part, there's nine features, and then there's uh, two songs I sing on, and then one that's an instrumental. And uh, for the most part, I like to be like, hey, let's make a song, uh, and then have them send me. Like, I'll send them something, and then they'll send me whatever. Uh, like with Madoka, we wrote release. I wrote the beat for release in just a day, sent it out, and then he sent it back 24 hours later, less than 24 hours later, and it was done. It was perfect, because I feel like the first take, even if, like, the first take the lyrics aren't all the way there, but the melody's there. That first idea is always going to be uh, the most original yeah. because even if you change it, it's like it started like this. So I kind of took that and like even the dude named UL who was on Bleed, I met him one time, but we just clicked super well and uh, or Audio Opera too. We only met a few times, but it was never same place. It was like I just have a very specific way of writing my shit and it's the same shit with Shred. Like I had this thing for a while and I still do it but like all you know I'll be doing music which is my main goal I want to like make it Im like an impact on the world with music but I, then I would also want to be funny and do comedy shit and then I would want to run a clothing brand because I love fashion and then I would want to you know edit my own videos and do all this shit and rap and everything and I would always lose sight of the main uh idea which is like yeah. getter and the whole thing so eventually I got to the point where I'm like okay I gotta start finding people to run all of this shit that isn't me. So my older brother, who's like, I'm basically his clone. We're like the same dude. Uh, he started running Shred, and it was kind of like I just passed him everything I was doing, and he has no experience with it, and neither did I. But I'm like, dude, you're my brother. Figure it out. And sure enough, it's like running exactly how I want it. And then Trippy Burger, which was the original uh, merch brand where we just put out stupid, funny shirts, is run by my best friend too. So I just feel like as long as the people that are handling my shit get exactly what I'm doing and have the same goals I do then it's gonna like I technically don't need to be a hundred percent a part of it like I mean fuck even this hat I'm wearing is like a new sample from the shred stuff and he's like hey do you like this I'm like obviously that is dope and I wear it every day you know it's just like as long as it's safe I would never hire somebody random to run my shit it sounds like you have the right people in place. So yeah. Actually, this hat you're wearing for the people who are listening, it's um, camo, camo, yeah. um, but it's white and gray, black a little bit. Yeah. Um, actually had that same design on yesterday on my sweatshirt, oh, which yeah. glad I didn't wear it today. <laughs> it been hmm. weird in the photos like we planned it. <laughs> Dude, I, I would have been sick. I should have worn my yellow pants and my yellow hat. It would have been <laughs> awesome. You've come a long way since your SoundCloud days 10 or so years ago doing remixes. Yeah. Um, and SoundCloud has come a long way too. 
what are your thoughts on the recent rise of so-called SoundCloud rappers like Juice World who are finding huge success on the charts right now? I think it's great because it's setting the tone for the future because like whether it's good music or bad music, I fucking love Juice World and I love a lot of the rappers that I've worked with like Puya, Suicide Boys, Ghost Mane, Fat Nick, you know, uh, all of G59, Germ and Ramirez and all them it's like they that's where they started and now it's like they're they're still killing it but they don't need they don't need SoundCloud like I hardly use it anymore but um yeah I feel like it's cool because all these young dudes that are like my age or younger are like already killing it Lil Pump I think just turned 18 and so it's like okay you look at old heads now that are like in their 40s or 50s and they were the fucking and still are the goats and the kings of all this shit and you know some can't accept the change but it, it's the same it's the same vibe but different meaning than like it was back in the day and i feel like it's cool because you you see people like puya or you see people like suicide boys or juice world or any of these guys and it's like okay in 20 years and 30 years when they're the old heads it's going to be so interested interesting to see how how they accept the new music and i feel like it's just going to be really cool but it's it's dope that they have that power now i don't think they realize they have that power but i it's i think it's really cool yeah it was so cool seeing like I bring Juice World in just because he like just performed at the VMAs. Oh, he's great. Um, so it's cool to see his rise, thanking fans for like ten thousand um, streams on SoundCloud, yeah. than seeing him on national. Yeah, television. I remember when he did "All Girls Are the Same" yeah. with Lyrical Lemonade in the music video because I love Lyrical Lemonade. Are you friends and, with Cole? Uh, no, I you know I've never met him, but I, I'll send him a DM here and there and just be like, "Yo, dude, I fuck with your shit," and then he'll follow me and like shit like that. But like, it's just kind of like a mutual like keep please keep doing what you're doing because you're changing it and it's a really good change and uh but no i remember all girls are the same came out and i was one of the first 100k views and it's like obviously i'm not saying like yo juice world is my boy but like the fact that he put that out and it organically got so popping and it was before lyrical lemonade was as big as it is right now but like it was just so cool because I went to my girlfriend's house in Jacksonville and then her little sister is listening to it. And then you go back and it's like, oh, fuck, now it's over five million views and shit. And it was just so cool. That is amazing. I remember growing up listening to like emo rock type music and Hell now yeah. it's emo rap. Is yeah, what it's a lot of people are calling it's it. It's so sick. Honestly, like um, Wick of Phase Springs Eternal. I'm pretty sure like I love Wick of Phase. Uh, he's part of Gothboy Click with like Tracy and like all those guys and Horsehead. But he... I'm pretty sure it's either him or Horsehead that were in Tiger's Jaw, who my brother is like, he loved that band. I never listened to him, but just the fact that like, it was a band that my brother loved back in the day, and now it's like the same vibes, just over current shit, just the evolution of everything, so cool. Yeah, my little bro, he's uh, 17 now, so he's keeping me keeping me hip with all yeah. this music because i'm Fuck in my yeah. 30s so it's hard Did to really like... you're in your 30s Damn, yeah I, I was gonna early guess, 30s, like late 20s yeah. yeah that's what's up thanks man <laughs> <laughs> all right so so what's next for you this album's out now uh what's on tap is there more stuff coming from tara reed or are you gonna focus on all the getter stuff yeah i'm kind of doing it piece by piece now so i have the rap project tara reed it's just for fun i just do it but it it got some cool you know it got some cool uh attention that I wasn't expecting so now it's making me like okay I want to do this but I got to finish what I'm doing now first so I think right now after the album and I'm putting together like a live set for a tour and all this stuff that's like we're basically planning out all next year for getter so I don't have to be 
rushing and working all the time because the second album after visceral because there will be another one is like you know i'm already like eight songs deep and i'm getting everything in order we were just talking about stopping it somewhere for a mic afterwards so i can get started on some vocals and it's like that stuff it's like so second nature so now i can do it everywhere because i'm better writing music on the road than i'm at home so now it's like i can go home and start working on hot vodka which is the album title of Terry reed and like figure out where that's gonna go and then work on more shit for shred i'd love to jump back into shred and like work with my brother a little bit and like handle some shit but yeah i think it's kind of just steadily doing what we're doing but uh with a different project and i want to start directing taking a chunk out of my time to actually direct and make my music videos rather than doing it at the same time and having it be messy but yeah it'd be cool all right, you mentioned you get um, you do a lot of your writing on the road. Uh, we're in New York City right now. Uh, you're from Cali. Um, are you getting some inspiration right now on this trip? It's a short trip, I know, but yeah. You know what I do is um, I'll finish my day, whether my day is all in the hotel and I get room service, because most of the time I'll just spend all day eating <laughs> and chilling, making music, and that can either make some weird shit or days like today where we're walking around and doing all this shit kind of makes you tired but you're also kind of like the beginning of today i was not social and i was super quiet and tired but now it's like let's keep going oh i'm glad you're talkative so, now it's been yeah. it's been a good conversation yeah. so far yeah earlier but, you were just on um serious and yeah. word on the street was like peter dinklage was in the room across yeah yeah you. yeah I, di I didn't know until the very end but yeah, yeah. shout out dinkle <laughs> dinkleberg do you watch uh game of thrones i don't but i need to it's another one of those things that i just got to get to but yeah take my time do everything first but i mean your life sounds fun to begin with but what do you do for fun like now that we're talking about tv shows mm, you know i tried i just filmed this shit with my boy jimmy tatro and nick coletti and all these dope young actors from like youtube and shit and like uh i don't think i'm gonna do it again because like touring is already <laughs> i know it sounds petty because people think touring is like parties and money and blah 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 but it takes a toll on you you get tired as fuck and like you get sometimes you're by you're alone all the time but like that is still way better than being on set somewhere and now that i experienced doing a fucking random series with a bunch of professionals now i'm like dude i could never be an actor as much as it'd be fun and even if it's my own show it's like get you back on the road instead right all right we're gonna do a quick lightning round of questions um we talked about you doing SoundCloud in your teens, but what was your first job? It doesn't even have to be related to music. Arby's. Arby's? I worked at Arby's, oh sold Jamocha Shakes. And fuck you, Steve. You This dude came in and he was deaf, but he was a dick. And we always felt for him because he was deaf. But sorry, dude. You can only treat an asshole so well. But I told him fuck you to his face one day and uh, got in trouble. <laughs> Can you eat Arby's still, or is it one of those things? Hell you, yeah. yeah. I love it's one of those things too. where, like, you taste it, and you're like, bro, I remember I came to work so high, <laughs> and I had the same shit, and then I got in trouble. It was, yeah, good shit. That's awesome. Uh, we talked about what's next for you, but I like to ask who's next. Who, who Who's inspiring you right now, or Corbin, who, who's rising up? Corbin and Joji. Right. Corbin, Joji, Wicca Phase, all goth boy click. <laughs> Keep doing what you're doing. I want to work with all of you someday. Corbin, if you're listening awesome music together bro please i love that that kind of sounds like asmr right now yes we just had maya and we ended the conversation with a a, a asmr it was weird but we did it that's asmr <laughs> who is the person you text the most 
my girlfriend and uh, my friends in Discord. We just have a meme group, and we post the stupidest fucking pictures. But a lot of them, if you saw, I'd probably get in a lot of trouble for. So, my girlfriend definitely. And what app can't you live without? Gmail. I've been trying to slide away from socials as much as I can. I started doing this thing for Twitter where you can text your tweets instead of opening the app. I'm just so sick of opening shit and seeing all the fucked up shit that's going on in the world. So, yeah, Gmail. A lot of it's just distractions anyway, right? Yeah, fuck. All right, and then if we had to get Getter life lessons, like what are three life rules you live by? Um, Fuck everyone and everything, meaning like if it doesn't matter, fuck it. Um. I I like to think quality over quantity applies to friends and like people who you spend every day with. So I like to keep three best friends rather than 30 friends because I'd rather have three friends to count on than 30 friends that might f- try to fuck me over. Um, and call your mom, call your mom, call your parents, call your brothers every once in a while. See how they're doing, you know, make you feel good, make you feel better. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, exactly. Your female role model. Who's your female role model? I love um, Cardi B is fucking so cool. I just love her because she's just like says whatever the fuck she wants. She's like, fuck all you. And she used to be like a stripper with fucked up teeth. And now she's like, yeah, I don't know. Cardi now she's B telling people about. who to vote for. She told people to vote for Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking like I don't even I'm not even involved in politics. But just mm-hmm. the fact that like she says whatever she wants. That's so fucking cool. That's a great one. And how can people follow you online? Um, Twitter, Instagram, you know, fucking Facebook, everything. I think all of my socials are Getter aside from, or sorry, all my socials are Getter official, uh, but my Instagram is at Getter. But, you know, we're working on that. So go check it out. You know, tell your friends. Go on Spotify, listen to Visceral. My favorite song on it is uh, Made For You, Alone Again. And I'm singing on it. You know, it's really deep, really fun track. I don't know why I put it's that It's your top track right now on Spotify. I know. I'm excited about it. I was so nervous to put it out. But yeah, go check out Made For You. Go check out Visceral. Go check out, boom, you know, go uh, listen to Joji. Go listen to Corbin. Go listen to everything on my Spotify playlist because it's good music. All right, Getter. Thanks so much for stopping by live from the bar cart and have a safe trip back to California. This is 1.37 p.m. If you want to own the future, start this minute. Live from the bar cart is a gallery media production.